The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Radio's Prattcast with Stephanie Pratt and Wells Adams. Where's Pratt? Can we edit the intro that just says, welcome to the Prattcast with Wells Adams and maybe Steph will be there, but probably not because she's in, I don't know, Dubai or what's the most expensive place you could be right now? Bali? Is that what it is? Maldives? Uh, Maldives, yeah. Maldives, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, where is she? She's literally here 70% of the time. Bless her heart, man. So, Living the dream, huh? So uh, I'm here, and I have uh, Jason Waller on the show. Yeah. We had you on before uh, with your beautiful wife, uh, Ashley. And by the way, my fiance is like obsessed now with your wife. We were watching last night. Uh, we were like a day behind. Right. And... Uh, she was like, dude, she seems so chill and so cool. She Ashley's amazing, man. She's the most relatable person, you know, so down to earth, so humble. Uh, she just was, she was raised right. She's got good morals, good values, yeah. and uh, just a solid person, dude. Well, it's good to see you, man. You look you great. Too. Thank you. I wore my shirt in, in lieu for you, man. People can't see, but it's all good. Got yeah, my, got, got my your, Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, your paradise yeah, vibe going paradise on. Paradise vibe. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of, we were talk Easton was uh talking to me before the show started. So my show is not my show, the show that I'm on is airing as well, uh on Bachelor in Paradise. And so it airs on Mondays and Tuesdays. On the way. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know you probably don't know this, but I, I play the bartender on this show and I dole out like bad advice and Oh, dude, we got a crappier drinks. I like this. Yeah, you should watch it. Uh, I'm going to. Um, But, Ethan, you were asking a question before we went on air. I was like, why don't we do this on the show? So, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I was watching my wife and uh, watching Wells be a great bartender, a skilled Mm -hmm. skilled, uh, mixologist. And uh, she was like... What, what, I wonder what people are drinking. Like, yeah. what's the most common drink on there? And I'm like, I'm going to see Wells tomorrow. Yeah. I'll just ask him then. That's so. a good question. So yeah. this is the third year of me doing this gig, and it's it's funny. It always changes. Like, every year there's, like, a new hot drink. Right. Um, and this year, so Hannah G is, like, the big star of the show, and she's, like, this, like, beautiful little island princess who, like, everyone is going after. And she drinks something called Happy Juice, which is uh, which is white wine, and Red Bull. 
Sounds like a hangover in a in a glass, man. It sounds like hot garbage off the bat. Yeah, that's, you that's know? brutal. It sounds like diarrhea going in and going out. Yeah, my you know? <laughs> That's a good point. But so here's the thing, like like I mean, I don't know what your guys' film schedule is like, but like for Paradise, it's long hours. So I get it. Like you wanna like you wanna have you want to kind of get rid of that like anxiety with like a drink or two, but you need to stay up because like sometimes rose ceremonies go until like four in the morning. So it's a drink that makes total sense, but everyone made fun of it, including myself when we started. And then by the end of it, literally everyone was drinking happy juice. What about, were you drinking it? Uh, yeah, yes. that's a yes, for sure. Oh God. No, but I, I, oh, God. I'm allowed. So there's like a drink limit there, you know, cause they want people to like, you know, a not. drink limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. ABC we, and MTV are completely <laughs> different. I was going to say, All right? man. That's sweet. They Network. didn't have that for us. <laughs> Network and cable, completely different. I like, what is it? Can I ask, what is the drink limit? So it's uh, it's two drinks an hour. And this is- oh, You still can get sloshed. Oh, totally. Okay. Um, and especially like if you just, there are ways like around the system too, because it's like, it's just in that like- actual hour so you can go to the bar at 1259 be like let me get a drink right and then drink the drink and then 102 get another drink and then be like i now want my third drink at 115 that's what we call an alcoholic wells yeah <laughs> which which i'm glad i'm having i'm sorry that i'm opening the show with alcohol I, I, talk I, I, hey it's good I, hey i like being able to talk about yeah. it, you know see we see what the norms are out there in this day and age you know which Oftentimes aren't normal, but it's good. You know, like if there's one thing to like, is it keep you on the wagon or off the wagon? What's that? Like if you're staying sober, you staying on the wagon? Yeah, or off? staying on the wagon. When if I fall off the wagon, I'm getting dragged behind. Okay, man. so so if there's one thing to keep you on the wagon, it's knowledge that all the kids right now are drinking white wine with Red Bull. I'm gonna stay on the wagon, man. Not gonna fall off. Um. So that, does that answer your question? You got any more? That, that, that's that's very satisfying. But I also want to know yeah. what, what's the weirdest drink anyone asked for? Like, what's the most bizarre thing? That's pretty damn weird, man. That, that, that's that weird. One. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's the weird one. The, the other one that I get, that I got a lot was, and people like are tweeting to me about it because I see people coming up and be like, "Hey, let me get a spicy," and they're like, "What is that?" And that's just a spicy margarita. So it's just muddled jalapeno, and then there's this like Mexican um, spicy salt called tahine, and then you just do like the rim of the glass with that. Anyway, so if anyone was wondering what that was, that's a spicy, it's just a spicy margarita. But that's pretty much it. My favorite story about the drinking in paradise is that when I, when I went there, uh, f- whatever it was, four years ago, I drank beer the whole time. Okay. Because I was like, listen, beer at least is like kind of hydrating me. I'm not going to get too sloppy on beer, you know? Right. And every year I go there and they stock my little cooler full of beer. And literally the only person that drinks beer there is me because everyone is so terrified of a carbohydrate oh god dude because they got their shirts off the entire right? time yeah. and like beer is the devil to them what's but what's your history with mixology i mean were you actually a bartender at one point like in college okay you know i got and, it and i like i like to drink okay too, so it, it works i was just curious man you well know? so it all started when i was on the bachelorette um i was i so this guy Derek who's actually on the show right now got the first rose and then I got the second rose so when you get a rose before the rose ceremony you're like clear for the rest of the week and also like you're not filming anything because you're really not part of any drama because you don't need anything right so I made this rule that if you get a rose before the rose ceremony you gotta let me make you an old-fashioned so my old-fashions became like really popular and it became like a thing 
And so that that was something that was in the minds of, I think, producers being like, Wells was like making drinks for, for uh, like a celebratory yeah, thing. Man. They never showed it because that's me being like, good job, you got a rose. Because yeah. you're not supposed to be like that. You're right. just like, F that dude. Right, okay. So um, that's kind of how it started. And then I'm going to have to watch now, man. Yeah. This is, uh, you got me pulled in. Oh, yeah. And it's, it airs next week? It's when, Monday and Tuesday. Is it already started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, so next month, on Monday, it'll be the third week. Oh, good. Of it. So I get to catch up. Yeah, you got to catch up. Okay. Um, but we got to talk about your show Uh-oh. right now. Uh oh. Um, I, I, I want to get into, because like th- you were, we didn't know Steph wasn't going to be able to make the show today. Right. So we were like, who are we going to get? And uh, I suggested you because you were on the show before and I felt like we had like a good rapport. But I hadn't, I hadn't seen the episode. Then I'm watching last night and I was like, holy crap. Like, this is a you episode. So thank you for coming on and making the time for this. Of course, man. Any, anything I can do. I mean, I think it's, I obviously we did connect and I, I love being able to talk about this type of stuff. I mean, that's strictly one of the big components of why I did the show, yeah. you know, is, is to be able to raise awareness. Um. I, I want to get to like your part of the show, but there's a lot of other stuff swirling around and I think I just wanted to get your opinion about it. Bring it up, bring it all up, bro. There's a lot of stuff going on. So this is where my podcast worlds collide. All right. Okay. So I do another podcast called Your Favorite Thing with Brandy Cyrus, who is Miley Cyrus's older sister. And I also do a podcast sometimes with Steph Pratt, which is all about the hills. Right. And guess what just happened a couple days ago? <laughs> News broke that someone from the hills. Mm-hmm. Was canoodling with someone from the Cyrus family. Yeah, dude, that was. Uh, I was. I was shocked. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't really know what to to think of that or what to to make of it. I mean, I knew they were friends. I knew they had. You know, they've had history and stuff, but I did not know to that extent. Yeah, and you know, I don't know more than. I really don't know more than. Uh, you know what I've what I've heard. I mean, I've reached. I reached out to Brody to make sure everything was good and stuff, and he's he's like, yeah, dude, things are good. It's it's weird. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so it's a trip. I mean, what was your initial response? I mean, knowing her and or part of the family, right? And doing yeah. the podcast. I mean, what was your initial response? My initial response to Brandy was like, why didn't you tell me this? Right. And right? she's like, because we didn't want, no one wanted this to happen. You know, like be found out, I guess. Right. Um, I, I just, I, my whole thing is like, and I get it. Like I, we've, everyone's been in relationships and like you don't really know what's going on unless you're really a part of it yeah um so to try to speculate on you know who's in the right who's in the wrong and all that kind of stuff i think is um a little irresponsible well yeah and and for on my side i'll just be very frank with you i just don't have the inside information of what's transpired after after you know during the breakup time i haven't really had communication as much um but you know it's 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 a weird situation. It's one of those things where I was I was watching. I think it was the first episode of The Hills. Yeah, and I was just I'm just I'm supposed to be here just as a fan of the show and giving like my true opinion of like what is being portrayed. And I realize that you know some things aren't portrayed correctly or whatever. Like I'm no idiot to how reality TV works. Um, but my initial thought was. I don't know if Brody and Caitlin are going to last the entire season. It just seems awkward and it seems like they've got issues already. Yeah. Like they should still be in like this honeymoon phase. And I don't know if they really are. And then all this comes out. And so I guess my question about it is like, and being friends with them, were there cracks like way long ago? Like is, is anyone surprised that they split? I mean, I honestly, I thought, 
I thought it was a shock initially. I mean, because it seemed like obviously through the ebbs and flows of filming. I mean, look what happened with me on a couple nights. I mean, so things do happen. I mean, relationships are not always easy. I mean, I always say anything worth having is not easy. And I thought they would have been able to go through what was going on. Yeah. Uh, but again, is not knowing them, you know, because this is I just reconnected with them this last year for the first time after 10 years. So I don't have a ton of insight on what their relationship was like prior. But my guess is there's probably some underlying things. I don't think it was just strictly from the show. Yeah. But that would be my guess. My, my thought about, at least with uh, Brody and Caitlin, is that it's something that has been going on for a while. Because, like, if there's, if w- w- regardless of the, the Miley thing has been going on for a while, it seems like Brody also is in, like, this new thing with, um, is it Jose Canseco's daughter? Who, by the way, who knew that Jose Canseco I was getting, right? had a hot daughter? A Victoria's Secret model daughter, yeah. dude. What? Who knew that? Jose, pumping out the good ones, yeah. man. Jeez, bro. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, that was... I mean, and again, and I'm not going to lie, man. I have no idea this, this, the seriousness of all this stuff. Like, I mean, I from what I heard is that they broke up maybe a month and a half ago. Okay. Maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, this has all happened. I mean, if you're married and you're doing... I mean, this is all quick, yeah. you know? So, I again, I, I'm in the same spot you are. Kind of just like, you know, I... Don't want to get too involved, you know, again, in, in, in their personal stuff. But it's also it's kind of like what the hell really happened and what for them both to separate and one to go <laughs> Caitlin to go from a marriage to to hanging out with Miley. Yeah. And then Brody going to hang out with, the, you know, another chick. I don't know. Brandon uh, Lee was on a show re- recently and someone was asking him about that whole thing. And his thought was it seemed it seemed fake and it seemed like a thing that they were that that Miley and Caitlin were doing to get back at their respective exes. But I feel like he Wait, said I'm that, confused. What do you mean? He was saying that like they like them going to Italy or whatever and hooking up was, was just to get back at Brody and to get back at Liam for them splitting up like, uh, like a revenge get, hookup, I guess. But how would that like piss him off? I don't. I, don't I bet know. you probably Brody probably liked that. Yeah, he did comment on a couple of the Instagram yeah. pictures. <laughs> I saw that. Stuff. I mean, it's an interesting thought process, but I don't. I mean, I don't think that that necessarily would have pissed him off. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I also wonder if Brandon said that before he knew that um, Brody was dating a Victoria's Secret twenty-two-year-old uh, model that is the daughter of Jose Canseco. Right. Yeah. I. That's. I want to know how Brody. I know how they. Frankie knows her very well. So, oh really? Yeah. That's how that happened. Yeah. Um, Way to go, Frank. I know. By the way, I, I haven't yet to meet this guy, um, Frankie. You haven't met Frank the Tank? No, and I want to meet him because we, we've been talking a lot on the podcast about, you know, the difference between this show and the last iteration was there was a narrator, and now this show seems a little fragmented because there is you're not seeing it through the prism of, like, one person's right. eyes. And um, we were trying to figure out, like, who would be a great narrator and last episode, I was saying that I thought Frankie should be because Frankie seems like the guy that's friends with everybody. Yeah, you know, is. like he's devoid of all the drama, but he's still like he's still connected to everybody. He's the interwebbing of everybody. Yeah, he is for sure. I could see, and Frank's got that voice, dude. He'd be a great, you know, commentator and be able to yeah. to voice over that. I think Frankie for sure, or uh, you know, even yeah, Frankie would be a good person. Yeah, for sure. 
I also like the fact that he seems like the outsider, right? Like he didn't come from like a wealthy family, right? Like he's kind of like built made yeah, yeah. Bootstraps guy. Bootstraps. I mean, he's worked his butt off and he's he's such a good dude. Him and Jen, I mean, their family are so loving and caring. You definitely got to connect with him, dude. He's, yeah. He's a good dude. Well, I want him on the show. Can we f- figure out a way to get him on the show? All right, cool. Um, all right, let's get into the episode. And I was having... Um, I was having kind of like a realization about like what this what is this show really and it's about a bunch of late 20s early 30s something people dealing with issues now i think the issue is is that some of these issues aren't real issues and some are um for the most part like i'm not buying it like stick with me here i'm following go ahead um justin bobby's issue that he's dealing with on the show is there's a girl that he used to date that likes him he doesn't really like her back yeah, that's his issue. That's not really an issue, but it's an issue. Audrina's issue is that there's a guy that she used to be in love with, and she still kind of might love him, but he doesn't like her back. Right. It's an issue, but it's not really an issue. Um, Spidey's issue is that they're just not famous anymore, but they want to be famous so badly. <laughs> How can we get to be famous again? Right. And we also have this kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pretty good at this, right? Man. Um, who else is on the show? Yeah, me, oh, okay, no, 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 no. You, you, okay. Yeah, yeah, Misha. Her issue is no one knows why the hell she's there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right? Okay. Steph's issue is that she has an issue with everybody. Correct. And she doesn't even she doesn't, she doesn't even, even know why. She doesn't even know why. No. She just has issues. Yeah. You know? And it's then all good. and then um Brandon's issue is life is way too easy for him, by the way. <laughs> like way too easy for this guy. He's Mom Pamela Anderson, like he's on these acting gigs, like so these aren't real issues. And then uh, enter you and your episode last night. You have a real issue, you know? And so what kind of annoyed me was that it was equating your issue of like falling off the wagon and dealing with something that is actually real. Like addiction is a real thing. Right. Equating it with things that aren't real issues. Like I ate too many pies. You know, I feel you on that associating with that. And I think that's and I think the the truth behind it is I've been able to do so much self-discovery with myself and really be comfortable in my own skin and be able to talk about this because I know what happens when I don't talk about it. Yeah. And I know the path that it takes me down. And I just I quite frankly think that people are are, are just not in a spot of, of vulnerability to that extent, I think. And to Brandon's point, though, I think. For Brandon, I, I love him as a character on the show. I think he brings in a, a lot of added value. I mean, it shows, yes, he has this plush life, but it's also the inner workings of being a kid of a superstar, being, you know, Tommy Lee's your dad, Pamela Anderson. I mean, there's so many things that just go with that, but he's also acquired sobriety at a young time, you know, yeah. at a young age. And I think it's showing that, I think he brings a really cool piece to it at 22 years old to be able to show that you can be sober and actually really embrace life. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, people will, yeah, look at all the stuff that he's been surrounded with and all these different things, but those also can be very detrimental to your life as mm-hmm. well. So I think it's it's you get a cool perspective from that. So I have respect in regards to to what he's going through. Um, but Don't get me wrong, I love him. No, 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 for sure, for sure. But I think that's one way, like for people that are listening to, to view that as, is, yeah. is look at the life that he's been able to achieve and accomplish as such a young man and be able to go through everything that he's gone through. But I think for me, like talking to Spencer, talking to some of these other people. Is, you know, even though they've gone through a lot of different things in their life, I mean, Spencer, we all know what Spencer and Heidi have gone through and being able to talk to him. I mean, yeah, it's cool to relate it to, you know, you you ate a bunch of pies through to depression and stuff. But I mean, it's like, 
I think the vulnerability from what I was saying, I mean, I just don't know that there's, they're comfortable going and digging those things up. Whereas yeah. for me is that's where I know where the real healing happens until you remove that, you know, the, until you remove the bandaid and actually stitch it up with, and so it can scar over, Yeah, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to grow from it. And, and that's, and that's, that's what it is. And that's why obviously in the, in the scene, when they pan out, it I show, shows me talking to my recovery guys, shows me kind of, you know, interacting. That was all, that's all real stuff. I mean, those are the people that I reach out to. Those are the people that I connect with. Um, you know, and, and that stuff, you know, I wish they were able to show a little bit more of that because we did do a lot around the, the relapse. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but it can't, I think it did a really good job at showing what, you know, Ashley went through. I think that's the, the big perspective is seeing not only what it is that I do, but I think she did such a great job explaining, you know, what it is that we are going through as we were going through as a, cause this happened a while ago, going through as a couple, uh, but how much it really like for me to see how much it really impacts her is because like I'm not there during those 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 intimate scenes. And obviously, I know she loves and cares about me, but she just gives a very good educational component around, you know, being the loved one that's dealing with an alcoholic or an addict, yeah. you know, and I mean, because she she nailed it. It's like he's just not comfortable in his skin. Like, she, you know what I mean? She she understands and sympathizes. She doesn't condone the drinking or anything like that. But I think it gives people another motive around this because it's you don't want to you know, it's it's. Don't don't hate the alcoholic, you know, or the addict. Hate the disease. Yeah. You know what I mean. And it's it's understand what these people are going through. Because I said last time I was on here, addiction doesn't dictate who I am, but it doesn't justify my actions. Yeah. And it's it's so important to uh, to talk about that. So I agree with you. I mean, it's it's because those look the leading cause of death, and this is a new fact that I didn't bring up last time. The leading cause of death in fifty year old individuals and younger is substance abuse and mental health. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a real, real thing that we're dealing with here. I mean, we've, we've talked about this opioid epidemic. It's it's an opioid massacre, dude. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people that have died. I mean, yeah. hundreds of thousands. And it's something that people don't want to talk about. And in this day and age, man, it's it's real. I mean, people are going to be very, you look at the homeless population, how much it's growing. I mean, just look at all the things around you, how much more needs to really happen until it shifts around this. And so by being able to have that, again, I believe everything has happened for a reason. I think God, you know, is, is put me back in this position to do what I'm doing. And I think that relapse could it have been prevented a hundred percent, you know what I mean? But I was also not educated in a form where I was really, I never really had, yes, I had insecurities and different things, but never around like weight ever since I was young. And it was something that was new to me processing and trying to deal with that. Uh, and it came up and cold clocked me, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and I was not open and honest about it. It was cause it was another layer of stuff. I'm like, shit, I gotta be, get open and vulnerable about this. Now I've already dealt with all the other 10 years of stuff that's happened, you know? So I'm just I'm really happy that we were able to do it. And I think I think MTV did a great job, honestly, uh, of showing kind of the effect, what happened and what we did to take action moving forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, kudos to MTV because like going into commercial break and I think at the end of the show, they like put up a disclaimer and like hotline for like if you're struggling with abuse and, and or um, addiction uh, to call. And I, I think that was really cool um, to 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 go back to like your trigger, which I which I felt was I didn't know like what your demons were until this episode where you basically it's for lack of a better term it's like body dysmorphia right like you're looking in the mirror and seeing something that's not really there like I stood looking at you and I when I like met you the time before I remember going home being like dude he's a really good looking guy I appreciate it would that. never come it could, would never enter my mind to think that like that was your issue yeah but now here's I mean, like, and we're living in a time now, which is crazy because everyone's on their phone and like everyone is face tuning their Instagram pictures. And like, it's it's a problem. Like, yeah. I, and I know it is. And because I'm a part of the problem, I'm, I assume we uh, both are. bro. Yeah. But. I would say, like, what is your like knowing that this is your issue? Yeah. 
how are you able to justify going on a television show where you're going to be like like you are going to be seen now exponentially more than beforehand you know like and and, and not even for other people but you're going to have to watch it so that's the that's the thing is when this all happened it was such a long process right and and when i heard with the news about that we were doing the show it was like a 6 month period prior that it, i mean we had like 6 months to get it by the time we got offered it to the time that we started shooting i mean it was a long process Jay, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, man, but I think it was a six month process to, you know, tell the time we started. Yeah. And I thought based on the times before, I've always been able to get back in shape quick, do different things. I was working out. I was eating, I was eating, trying to eat healthy, but just my body metabolized the way I was metabolizing things. It was just everything slowed down. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things that I was like, yeah, I'll be able to get back into shape by the time we start shooting and different stuff. And, and it didn't, you know what I mean? It's taken me this time. I'm, I'm actually very, I'm at my healthy weight now. I'm, you know, I'm at 190 now, whereas back when those, sh those episodes were, I was 215, 220. I was just very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, and when it happened, it was kind of like, we've already committed, made this commitment. And it was just kind of like, every, what do you do every morning you wake up? You look, I mean, I brush my teeth, I look in the mirror and you get in the shower and you're just, and it was just like, you know, f like now to your point, yes, it all became very real. Whereas I thought a lot of this stuff was going to be, you know, was going to, I was going to be able to lose the weight a lot quicker. I mm -hmm. thought I was going to be able to get back into shape a lot quicker. Uh, and that just wasn't the case. And it kind of all just kind of domino. Does that all make sense? Yeah, I actually, and I love that you're being so honest about it because it's, it's, um, it's an affliction I think is predominantly considered a female issue in the country. And I think it's awesome that, that you're talking about it because men obviously struggle with this too. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it t makes total sense. M my question to you is, is that like after having to go through it and know it's your trigger and know it's the thing that kicks you off the wagon or whatever the cliche is, are you comfortable doing a season two, like knowing it's an issue? You no. Know, so I think the, the good news about that, though, is, again, by putting forth you know, effort. I, what I do is, is I, I work this triple A modality, you know, is, is and that's why I reached out immediately after it's it's awareness acceptance and action. So I was aware of what took place. I got, I took ownership. I took action by reaching out to people. Uh, I'm sorry. I took, uh, I was aware of what was going on. I accepted the fact of what was happening. And then I took action by reaching out and actually staying on this regimen and getting this plan because now sitting again here today, mm -hmm. I am comfortable with where I'm at. And I know those triggers and stuff that can come up, but that was also due to me being in heavy and active addiction prior. It was three years of active relapse that drew me into this spot where I was so unhealthy. Right. And I mean, that's the thing is it, it was just bloat. I mean, just, it was so alcohol and like infused stuff that just, it took forever. My system was just, it took forever to get away. So going into this now, I think it's again, just another added value to be able to talk about that because to your point, especially working in the substance abuse field for, you know, almost 10 years. I mean, there are so many people that so many guys that come in and, and that struggle with eating disorder, eating disorders, you know, body dysmorphia, anorexia. And a lot of people don't talk about it. I don't I don't necessarily struggle with eating disorder or, or body, dys, you know, body dysmorphia. Yes. But, um, you know, but I don't struggle with the actual eating component where I throw up or do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's 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 bringing awareness again to this piece. And it was through doing this. It was self-discovery because who knows if I didn't do this, I may have never identified with it. Yeah. You yeah, know? and yeah, and you may not do the you know um, go throw up in the bathroom, but you do something that's probably even more detrimental to your Correct. health, which is which is start drinking or something. Correct, and, and again, not justifying it. It's just, but there's so many different components that go around it, and it's again for relatability to connect with people that they're not alone through this, and yeah. and because a lot of people are like, dude, how do you have a, a body imaging issue yeah. and stuff like that? And it's just like, 
look, man, I can't help the way I'm wired, you know, and yeah. those are the things that, that, that have come up. And, but again, I've, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm still working on it to today. And, uh, I treat it just like I do with my addiction. I mean, it's just another added layer to, to what I had to work on. Yeah. Well, I applaud you for being so honest. Like I, I was very like taken aback the first time you came on the show and how like blatantly honest you were about everything. And then watching, uh, the episode last night, I, I was really, uh, like I said, like the thing that annoyed me about the episode was it, this was like a very serious thing and it was being, I felt like being equated to other things that I didn't think were as serious. Right. And I wanted it to be more pushed into the limelight, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I get it. There's 7 million characters on this television show and everyone needs a slice of the pie. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I, listen, I just, I, I've been so blessed on my re on the shows that I've been on to be always painted in like a really good light. Right. Um, I can't imagine one. I can't imagine being like the bad guy on a show, which is not what you were. But I can't even really imagine going through like real serious stuff. Yeah. On a nationally televised show. Um, like I feel like that that would be my trigger to drink. Be like, oh my god, look at I look. I mean, you know, look at this. I would freak out. And so I think that what amazes me the most about you is like the courage that you have, like to keep going back and doing this. You know, but I pre and I really appreciate that. And I think what keeps me going though is there's there's nothing more gratifying than giving back and not looking for anything in return. And by me being able to go out and me and Ashley talking and doing that on that show. Mm -hmm. The amount of response that we got from it, the yeah. hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people that reached out that are either looking for direction or that were are willing to get help now because they can identify or relate, or you know that are that are just talking about it. I mean that that's the goal. I mean again, by if we talk about things, by expressing uh, vulnerability, it creates humility in people, and people are talking, and that's the goal of what we are doing. And it's you know, and I, and I would do it all over again. I mean that's that's the thing is if if what we're doing is helping people, I mean. I would continue to do it. Well, Ashley is a saint, by the way. And yes, like, she is. So she, when she's having that lunch with Audrina and like really kind of like opening up, that, I think that was the moment where both Sarah and I were like, oh my God, this girl was so freaking awesome. Right. So I was like, why isn't Ashley um, getting to go on the yacht? Uh, you know, like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why isn't Ashley and Jason on the yacht right. uh, drinking well drinking apple cider? Apple cider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They deserve yeah. so right here uh, justice for um, for you guys for getting a yacht episode. Like I appreciate that, you man. know. Yeah. And, and and that's but and, and that's the thing is is me and her love each other so much, and we do spend so much time together, and we, we are we are good to ourselves, and that's a, the beauty of this is this has just been a growing process for us too, and it's brought us closer. I want to talk about the the gala for a little bit. Uh, yeah, man. Because uh, I, so I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like I related to you so much in this episode. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, at least in the gala, um, because it, I think felt like the way it was painted was like a lot of people were drinking around you and it made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so you kind of got the hell out of there. Yeah. But the way I was sitting there being like, I think he's like me, and he's just like, I'm like. The out of here like i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> i was dude it was chill for like about like 45 yeah, minutes yeah. you know and i was like good seeing everybody yeah. and, you know because the, the 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 temptation it was i mean yes to your point i was the temptation wasn't necessarily there and again i i prepare myself you know me and ashley talked am i good to go yeah. you know and let my sponsor know and i let you know a couple of guys in recovery hey just in case you know i'm gonna put you on speed dial and but that's not the you're very good read i was just more like babe we're good let's go yeah, Everybody, yeah. everybody's personality starting to shift it's time for us to dip and yeah. uh it was it was uh it was an interesting party yeah my only complaint with um with 
your show really is continuity issues. And I realized that like they're having to go do, so like for people that don't know, there's a thing called pickups and pickups are when you have to kind of like go explain something that happened beforehand or even redo something. Now, I don't know if you guys like redo actual like scenes, but like in the bachelor world, a pickup is Okay, so this happened like a couple days ago, but I have to go talk about it as if it's happening right now. Yeah, to bring the to bring the viewership up to speed and, and bring clarity to the situation. There is this one scene where um, I, I think it's I think it's Brandon's talking to uh, to his mom. Yeah, and then it cuts to uh, and he's got like kind of like that shaggy like patchy beard, right? <laughs> and then it cuts to an interview, completely clean-shaven. Clean. Yeah. And then it cuts back to him and his mom, and then cuts back to him, and then he's got the patchy beard again. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Did he take a break and go shave? Yeah. And then, like, grow back, like, is he Teen Wolf? Like, what's happening in right? this? He sneezed, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the same thing happens with Justin Bobby. Like, his haircut is always a little bit different. A uh, color, it, dude. <laughs> Justin Bobby, man. He's a trip. He's a... Uh... Dude, I, I hate to say this, bro, but he's probably like my least favorite character on the show. Really? Yeah. So that's interesting because like I, so I love him because he's everything that I could never be, but I would love to be for like a day, you know, like. That's unfortunate, man. Well, I think you're great how you are, bro. I know, but like he's like uh, this wanderlust guy and like, uh, you know, like. He's like too much acid, man. That's like. Yeah, uh, yeah, He's yeah, too yeah. like, hey, babe. <laughs> like. I don't know. He, I I liked it. I he's he's somebody I was I'm uh I was kind of shocked with after we were done filming and stuff. He's he's uh, he's he's cool, but I'm not somebody I really associate with. Really? Yeah. What did you think of his new girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that her name? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I mean, I can't. It was just like yeah. shocking when she came out, and it was, yeah. you know, I mean, it was like uh, she's actually very very sweet. She's actually yeah. super super smart. Yeah. Uh, and I actually really really like her. I, the, so the episode where you guys do Friendsgiving and she kind of gets attacked by, um, I don't know if attacked is the right word, but like kind of gets thrown shade at yeah. by Audrina and whoever else. And I was like, wow, this girl's really holding her own in this in this world that I'm sure is very foreign to yeah. her, you know? Um, she did a good job. No, I mean, uh, that's the thing. It was, we were all caught off guard, dude. We had no idea what was coming. I mean, this is all... The, uh, like a legit reveal you yeah. know what i mean so it was just more of like what the hell and so i mean, <laughs> I mean we were all beside ourselves. and i again after talking to her i mean that's what they say don't judge a book by their cover right yeah. i mean after talking to her and, and learning about her she's she's a very very sweet individual yeah well i wish them the best um i wonder if they're still together yeah, well, do you not know? I don't think they are, but yeah. I don't know. Sarah and I definitely were stalking her. By the way, she's got like 9 million followers on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, anyway, if, if we had those, <laughs> we got 9 million too, man. Come on. Which, and I and I think, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I think those are real. Oh, uh, yeah. Because so, like her her bio is like, like. Yeah, let me make that clear. I don't know. I, my guess is with you as well. Too. well I no, was like, yeah, like for sure they are. Like I know, but. Her, yeah. <laughs> we call up Justin Bobby real quick. Yeah. Um. Because in her bio, it says something like, um, like anatomically blessed or something like that, like implying All that, natural like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, good for you. Yeah. And also I just back problems galore. So for I, sure, you know, get Tempur-Pedic ad. Tem- Tempur-Pedic ad. <laughs> Do we have Tempur-Pedic one of those? bra, man. <laughs> um, Jason Waller, thank you so much for uh, hanging out on the show. Um, of course. You got a couple more minutes? Yeah, for you, anything, man. Oh, man. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to do uh, some emails we got from people, okay? Okay. 
Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Back in the broadcast, Wells here. Steph, surprisingly not uh, in studio, but we have uh, the wonderful Jason Waller on the show. Um, who I, 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 you know what happens? That was a, your big episode yeah. uh, last night. Do you have more big episodes coming down the pipe? I think, I think, I hope so. You yeah. know, we'll see how it pans out. But I mean, uh, you know, you have to watch and find out. I guess. Yeah. Are you happy that the show's back? I am. I really am. I think it's. I mean. F- Look, I mean, it's it, for me. It's it's been a, a big blessing uh, to come back on this, and you know, to show what my life looks like now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's you know, there's it's not it's not smooth sailing as as we've seen. Yeah. Uh, but my life has completely transformed compared to where I was, you know, back when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to be able to see that, and it's cool to reconnect with everybody. And I mean, the nostalgia from the show and 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 having that all back and and into today's you know life is rad. Yeah. 
I always find it interesting that like there's a good chunk of my life that can be observed on iTunes, yeah. and I feel like that is even much more for you guys, you know, because like, I wasn't on TV as a teenager. You've been, on, but you've been in, you've been around for a while now. Yes, but like I can't imagine, like dip it wells on a TV show, <laughs> you know, like seven, like. Like the kid that used to go to like fish shows all the time. Oh, shut up. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was that guy. Thank God you weren't on yes, there, Yes, exactly. Okay, got it. I've really it. done some maturing. But like for you guys, like that that transformation, uh, that visible transformation on such like a global platform is just so crazy to me. I wonder, who do you think is having the least amount of fun being on this TV show? The least amount of fun? Yeah. Misha Barton. Yeah. I think so. Do you think she'll come back for the second season? I don't know, man. Um, I really don't. I'm not sure. I think my issue with my issue with her is reality TV always hinges on authenticity, and when it starts to like veer off of being authentic, is when people are like, I don't know what this is anymore. Right. And the problem with her is it's not that she's not she's unauthentic. She's unauthentic to the show because she wasn't a part of it beforehand. You right. Know? So everyone's just like, "What?" Yeah, she's. I think she's an an amazing person. I think she's really sweet, good heart. You know, got a great heart. Um, but I mean, it's it's just such a different environment for her. Yeah. It's and to that to your point though is also it's it's you know the history with her versus like a Brandon. I mean, Brandon really is connected with Brody and they hang out all yeah. the time. Whereas as Misha was, you know, she was she knew us and knew knew some of the cast and stuff, but wasn't that wasn't as connected. Uh, if you were a betting man, who would you say will not come back for season two? If I was a bet betting man, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't. I would probably say I would probably say Misha. Really, be my guess. Yeah. I wonder if Steph will come back. I I hope she does. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's such a a big part of the show. Yeah. But I mean. Based on talking with her, she's I definitely know. got her, you know, apprehensions around it. What about Justin Bobby? I think he'll come back for for sure. Dude. Yeah. That's all he's trying to do is market his band. Yeah. For, he, Justin's <laughs> the number one of who's coming back. <laughs> Let's be real. But it's so funny because because you, you get the vibe that he doesn't want to be a part of the drama. But guess what, Justin Bobby? That's what being on this show is is being a part of the drama. And he and he is. I mean, he he's a smart guy, yeah. and he and he knows how to play this whole thing, and that's. That's the whole. It's a game to him. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, that, and that's part of the reason. Like after we started filming, he's like, he's like, you know, because we were let's go surf, let's go do stuff, and he's like, man, we got to save everything for TV because you can take my inside yeah. stuff and use it against me. And I'm like, bro, get out! <laughs> like we're not hanging out ever again. Like don't don't like we're done. Like the, if you're really looking at it this gnarly, like yeah. the show is that much a part of that. Like we're, we're, we're in totally different playing fields. Yeah. Uh, present company excluded. Who's the smartest person on the show? Smartest. Um, I would I would probably say my wife is yeah. very smart uh, on the show. Good answer, and, and, by the way. <laughs> well, but but I'm also being real. Is I mean she yeah. she call, she's just a she's very authentic. She calls it as she sees it, and uh, I mean, dude, she's had to live with me for nine years. I mean, yeah. so she she's she's good at that. But I'd also say, you know, I think uh, who else? Uh, I think I think Whitney's pretty smart too. Yeah, yeah. She's smart enough to barely ever be on the show. I feel like she's on like one scene, of, uh, which episode. is crazy to me. Yeah. That's somebody I'm shocked. That's not a bigger part of of the show. Yeah. You know? um, I wonder if um, because you guys have been off 
for, you know, it's like coming out of retirement, right? Like, how rusty are you guys at doing all this? And I wonder if this first season back was like, all right, let's kick off the rust. And then for season two, every, it's kind of like old hat again. I can speak for myself. I mean, I'm in a total, now that I got to connect with everybody, see it out. I mean, there's a lot of things and a lot, there's not a lot, but there's quite a, there's a couple people that I'm, you know, I would, I, I definitely would like to call out and, yeah. and, uh, give my two cents on and, you know, in a, in a, in a healthy way, yeah. uh, you know, but it, it took a minute to get used to that. I mean, it was, dude, one is I never really knew them from the, from the get-go, but then also, you know, after 10 years had gone by, it's, it's been a long time, but you know, I think we're all comfortable now. Yeah. Oh, man, it's fascinating. Well, I'm excited for uh, the second season. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Of course, bro. Um, I know that you're always working with like, um, you know, uh, amazing charities or, or, or outreach programs. Can you just tell everyone where they need to go check out stuff? Yeah, I mean, the best way to find out what we're doing and who we're connected with and who we're associated with is just going to uh, jasonwaller.com yeah. and everything's on there. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, we got an email from Caitlin, but I don't know if this is going to make a whole lot of sense because I don't know if Jason really is um, like tapped into this thing, but should I bring it up anyways? All right. So, oh boy. Uh, that, I don't like that grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Here we go. So this is from Caitlin. I, I assume it's a different Caitlin. Um, and it's the subject line is Spidey Podcast. Okay. I listened to the Spidey Podcast and they uh, subtly hinted something about Wells last week in their podcast, but they blatantly bl- blasted him this week. Heidi was talking about uh, watching Bachelor in Paradise and made a comment uh, about wanting the old bartender back because the one they have now is awful. Uh, this feud is crazy. <laughs> Wait, first, Wait, they're talking about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, first of all, Caitlin, this is not a feud. I promise you. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so I so I think that like I'm guilty by association at this point with them. Got it. So I don't think Spidey like me because I do the show with Steph, and obviously Steph isn't very happy with literally anybody. Yeah. But uh, she has laser focused in on um, on Spidey and and her parents for that matter. Um, I feel like I am actually my role on this show is to be devil's advocate. Yeah, for sure. And to keep the train on the tracks. You're the you're the core foundation of this yeah. thing, man. Um and so when when Steph says something kind of like crazy or bombastic about her brother, I'm usually the one that's like, "Wait, hold on. Let's you know, take a look at this." Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I got it. And also in my defense, I'm only getting one side of the story, you know? Correct. I don't know Spencer's side. Now, I've said some things that I think might have upset him. One, I said he's had a bad haircut, which I stand by. <laughs> all right? It was too high and tight, okay? Oh, my God, yes. You know? Yeah. And when you get the too high and tight thing, you got kind of the needle, the needle yeah. thing yeah. going, you know? The cone head. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's got sure. great head of hair. Yeah. yeah, man. That's all I was saying. I was just, you can go see my barber in Hollywood. He's great. Yeah. Anyways, that was the only thing. I was trying to think of, like, what I said that, like, made him upset. Oh, I said, um, I said that I thought, um, <laughs> I thought that Brody didn't want to be his friend anymore. Like, it's, yeah. it Which, seemed like. There's nothing wrong with, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. I mean, so uh, the thing that, you know, Spencer and Heidi is is something that I've learned is like if there's anybody like especially on the show, if you're connected or even talk to to Stephanie legitimately. Yeah, you're you're out of their life. Yeah, that's like how deep this is goes. And that's why it's like for me, I just remove myself from I go, look, obviously the history is there. I don't have enough knowledge or, you know, it's none of my business. Number one. But number two is there's there's some 
d- deep, deep stuff that, you know, that is, is, I don't think any of us are privy to. Yeah. And, uh, but I know if you side with Steph, you know, yeah, they just, they don't even, it's just done. Swipe. Yeah. Later. So anyways, I've been blocked by, uh, Spencer, oh. um, which is hurtful because, yeah. you know, I love crystals and I was in the market. I know you were <laughs> And you know what? Now you lost a sale. Right. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And man. yeah. And after this last episode, when I saw their accounting issues, they could have used a couple sales for me. I agree. That's all I'm saying. But I, dude, uh, Spence, Heidi, he's a good guy, man. Thanks, buddy. He's a great guy. <laughs> you guys are making a mistake. Exactly. I'm a good guy to have around you. And I just think it's funny, like, because um, I'm so not, first of all, I'm not on the show. So like to, to like be mad at me is stupid because it doesn't help the you're, show. you're so not like you're like a very grounded and i <laughs> i would say very fair yeah right you know what i mean very fair yeah I mean, it's fair and balanced yeah, it's like fox sure. news but not at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways dude thank you so much for being on the show thanks for being so honest um i i really do like i know maybe i don't know if you know i don't know if you get sense screeners or what, whatever but i really like you and your wife's storyline, and I really hope that like that continues to be um, to be shown in the light. You know, I appreciate because there's a lot of storylines I just don't care about. And then um, yours last night, I was like, oh, because and this is you know like addiction is is like cancer. Everyone has someone that they that's in their family, you know, that's affected by it. And it was like it was there's a lot of fluff with the show, and the show's funny and entertaining. Um, and then last night it was like, or two nights ago when it aired, it was like, oh, this is a real thing. This is well, cool. This is cool because this is a real thing. And it made me feel something different. I, I just hope that I think back to your question in the very beginning is like, what do we hope to see different is I think, look at the, look at what the viewers are saying. You know yeah. I mean? That's, that's the audience. And I mean, it's kind of along the same, there's along the same lines. There's certain things that people love to see and they want to connect with. And there's things that they're, they're not, they're kind of over. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a testimony. I mean, that's your, that's your, your fan base and that's your people that are following and, and you can get, you know, sides of all of that. Yeah. Uh, JasonWaller.com. Yes, sir. Go check it out. Dude, thank you so much for being on the show. Man. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Congrats on the engagement. As Thanks, well. buddy. Follow Prattcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. 
was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.